Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I am grateful that you're here. I hope that you have all had a wonderful weekend um, and are looking forward to a great week coming up. So today, um, I would like to talk a little bit about communication and the ways in which we utilize our body language, eye contact, posture, the tone of our voice, um, and the words that we use to express ourselves uh, when typically talking to other people, but um, how we speak to ourselves as well. Now, I chose this, uh, this topic for this week's uh, show. Uh, because over the past couple of weeks, I've been talking a little bit about mental health and anger and how to deal with all these um, situations that we face on a daily basis. And part of being able to kind of put it all together and put a bow on it is how we express ourselves. Specifically, when we're dealing with other people, um, and then more importantly, when we are dealing uh, with ourselves or, or when we're alone. It's important to know that communication is foundational, is a cornerstone of how we can let others know what we're thinking, what we're feeling, um, but it's also a way in which we can be honest with ourselves so that we know what we want um, and we can actually begin to take charge of having a life that is leading towards better mental health. Um, there's a lot of different articles out there that talk about communication, how communication is formulated. Um, I'll give you my take, um, and uh, this is also based off of uh, my education and uh, you know life experience. So uh, I'll get right in. So there's four basic styles of communication. Uh, there's passive, there's aggressive, there's passive aggressive, and then you have assertive. So let's start with passive. Passive communication. The passive communicator. A passive communicator is also known to be someone who people quote unquote walk all over. You, you the passive communicator, can see yourself uh, as a doormat. This is a style that people utilize uh, as a way to avoid actually expressing themselves and what they're looking for their wants their needs their desires often it is the case that people who are passive communicators will have others not necessarily take them seriously um, they don't listen to them uh, they frequently will not ask them their of uh, of their opinions will talk over them um, because of the way in which passive communicators express themselves. So passive communicators can speak very softly, um, don't necessarily have a good tone to their voice, do not have good posture, um, are very hot and cold with the way that they speak. They may take time to communicate whatever it is that they're actually wanting, um, if, if they ever do. Um, 
sometimes they apologize beforehand or after they express themselves. Um, and this can have an actual physical uh, effect on, on, on the passive communicator. Because a lot of times when you are unable to express yourself and you take time and you, you know that, I mean, you can tell when someone's not paying attention to what you're saying. You can tell when someone doesn't care, right? That makes, that makes people anxious. That makes them fearful of opening their mouth. That makes them look like victims or someone who's, you know, someone who someone else can take, an, uh, take advantage of. Um, and what does that do to you internally, right? It can make you feel depressed because you feel like you're not getting anywhere. You may uh, land in a relationship where you feel, you feel resentful because you didn't necessarily express yourself and uh, your desires and your needs. Um, and then at the same time, if you're passive and you can't express yourself outwardly, it's very difficult to focus yourself inward. It's very difficult to focus on your inward self. That voice that you have in your, in your, in your brain that's telling you what to do. You, you justify, right? Sometimes you'll sacrifice your opinions to appease others, to make other people think that you care, right? Um, aggressive communication is the next one. This one goes without really much explanation. Just consider speaking to someone who's aggressive or if you are an aggressive communicator. So what does that mean? That means that you dominate. That means that you are aggressive. You don't listen. You talk over people. You blame, you criticize, you attack. You're impulsive. You speak loudly. You interrupt. This is, this is a very, um, this communication style is attributed to anger. Uh, and if you haven't listened to my last show on anger, please do. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, and as I was talking uh, just a moment ago about the passive communicator, where people avoid speaking to, or if they're there, um, don't listen to them. Someone who's aggressive, people tune out as well, for the most part. Or even worse, if you are an aggressive communicator, people will just physically stay away from you. Right? Because you can generate either resentment. People resent to be around you. They're fearful. They're, they fear confrontation because of the pattern of aggression that the aggressive communicator has put forward or they hate you right that's not a good that's not a good space to be in especially when you're trying to communicate and express yourself and if you ever find yourself trying to express yourself and getting angry at the fact that the other person isn't listening this is not aggressive communication okay that means that the other person is not listening to you or does not care about what you are saying and is showing um, 
a side of aggression to themselves. Now, you have to understand that we as individuals, we don't necessarily fall into one category specifically. Right? We use a mix of different communication styles, some with certain people, some with others. Sometimes we use the same with everyone. Everyone is different. But you have to understand that the way in which we were raised, all of the different things that you experience, it's like you take those instances and you make them your own in some way, shape, or form. Think about how your parents communicate and their parents. And I know I spoke about this in another episode um, with, with trauma, transgenerational trauma, which means that it's passed down from generation to generation. It's important to understand that we model our communication patterns on the ways in which we were raised, our parents, and the situations that you were in. Now, at a certain point, in my life, I led most of my interactions being either passive-aggressive or aggressive um, be, because, because of the way that my father was raised, because of the way that my mother was raised, the, the neighborhood that I lived in. Um, it's important to allow others in especially like the situation that I was in as a child, uh, to know that you are not going to be walked all over. Uh, because if you are showing a sign of being passive, you will be taken advantage of. And that's something that I knew that I was not going to allow for myself. So I needed a way to show that. And expression is typically the first, one of the first things that someone comes across when they, they meet you. So, aggressive communication. The next one is passive aggressive. And I just mentioned that um, just a moment ago. So this is a style that people's, it, it, it seems that if you're passive aggressive, you try to come off as being passive. However, your communication style teeters between passive and aggressive okay so you may be passive in your the tone of your voice or your facial expressions um, but the way in which you express yourself is not necessarily honest right so if you're being passive on the outside but what's coming out of your mouth is aggressive then you are passive aggressive these are individuals who might use expressions that don't necessarily match what it is that they're uh, actually feeling or expressing. So, for example, and this is a really classic one, smiling when you're upset or when you're, when you're angry or using a very, um, a very strong sense of sarcasm. Now, sarcasm is is okay to a certain extent, right? Because a lot of times we can use sarcasm as, as humor. Um, but there are limits. And you have to understand that every situation cannot be handled the same exact way. 
you cannot be sarcastic in every single instance. And if you're using sarcasm in every single opportunity that you get when you're communicating with someone, you're a passive-aggressive communicator. <laughs> um, oftentimes, passive-aggressive communicators will even deny that they have a problem or that there is a problem that's happening, right? Um, they may purposely make fun of you or um, try to do something to annoy you. Someone who's passive-aggressive, like an aggressive communicator, eventually will be alienated as well. People are not going to want to be around that person. Or if they are around that person, will seek to avoid having those communications or those conversations. There's a lot of people out there that are like this, and I'm sure you probably know at least one person in your life, maybe more, maybe more uh, who are passive-aggressive communicators. Um, and if there's one thing that I can say, and I know this may sound a bit odd or difficult, is if you find yourself with someone who is an aggressive communicator or someone who is passive aggressive please know that you should never force a conversation nor should you ever again sacrifice yourself and your beliefs to appease others silence is okay in fact silence sometimes is the best thing that you can say to someone okay Lastly, the most important way and the healthiest way to communicate is assertive. I know a lot of times when I bring this up to my clients, when I talk to them about assertive communication, they immediately mistake assertive communication for aggressive communication. And I, I could understand why, right? A lot of times we, we may feel that we're being aggressive in letting others know what it is that we need and what we want. But understand that at the end of the day, if you are not expressing yourself in a way that is understood by someone else, You are not being honest to yourself. And you are the most important aspect of your life. Because when push comes to shove, it's your life. You need to take control of what it is that you want and what it is that you need. And if you are not being assertive in expressing that, are you being passive? Are you being passive-aggressive? Are you being aggressive? We understand that those ways of communication are not healthy, so assertive is the healthiest way. And you can be assertive without being angry or upset or dishonest, nor should you utilize this as an excuse to be rude. Okay? You shouldn't just... You know, if you're communicating with someone, be like, 
man, your breath stinks. <laughs> you know, because that would be rude. But you can say something to someone or maybe um, a gesture to let someone know that you don't like something or um, are uninterested directly, right? Because if you're being indirect, that means that you're being passive. Speaking calmly and clearly, stating what you want respectfully. Feeling as if you are in control and knowing that you're in control are important aspects of assertive communication. When you have assertive communication, and I would, and, and let me just stop for a moment and just take one step backwards. The way that you start to practice assertive communication is with yourself. Take a moment every single day and think and sit and think about what it is that you want. Okay. Step two, write it down. And if it's the same thing day in and day out, practice being assertive. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I want whatever, whatever it is. Right? So that way, when you arrive at the opportunity to tell someone, someone else, what it is that you want, you should not fear that being assertive in your communication will offend, but rather you should fear that you're not being understood. And if you fear, if you get to a point of being fearful of not being understood, then you need more practice. It shouldn't get you upset. It should be a moment of clarity and an opportunity to continue developing the way that you communicate. If you're in a relationship, you have to be able to tell someone what it is that you want, what it is that you're comfortable with, as well be able to listen to what it is that the other person wants and needs in their life and in their relationship with you. Then you're able to be connected and in control and mature and take your relationships forward in a way that is dynamic, in a way that is positive, is helpful, and it starts to really build a sense of integrity. Because when you know what you want, you don't sacrifice those beliefs. Now, I know that a lot of times people will, in relationships, for instance, settle or um, find a happy ground, a happy medium. If you're so, you know, uh, if you're so opposed on certain aspects. And that's okay, as long as you have both expressed your desires, your needs, your wants, and the ways that you want to see the relationship 
move forward, then you're having a, a conversation that is equal and is respectful and comes from a place of confidently moving that relationship forward. And this doesn't necessarily need to be a romantic relationship. This can be any type of relationship. Most importantly, this is a relationship that you have with yourself. Okay? Being assertive also means being respectful um, as well, being responsible, doing what you say because you know what you want. And here's a bonus. The most... Uh, in connection with assertive communication, the most important thing that you could do with assertive communicating is to listen. Being a good listener. Making sure that you can give an opportunity to the other person to express themselves is paramount to understanding who you are as a person as well giving that person the opportunity to feel safe in expressing themselves to you. How terrible would you feel knowing that you're working on certain elements of yourself and you're not allowing someone else to do the same? What's the golden rule? Treat people the way you want to be treated, right? We have a duty and a responsibility to take care of our mental health, but as communal and societal creatures, we should also be looking to take care of each other. And that doesn't mean sacrificing yourself. That means being empathetic. That means being loving and kind and caring to other people. When you allow someone an opportunity to express themselves in a way that they are being honest, you're building a community. You're building a sense of dependency on each other. This is how we move our society forward. This is how we move our world forward. We have to take care of each other. But we start with ourselves. I'm starting to get into my Jungian theory, um, which I'll touch on at a later time. Um, but that's, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the basic tenets of uh, Jung's theory of the uh, collective unconscious. Um, it is our responsibility to make sure that we listen, right? And the way that you can show that you're listening is good eye contact. Not, not being a creep now. Don't sit across and stare at the person um, <laughs> like, like you're, you know, going to bite them or, you know, something. Uh, you're, you're being creepy. That you, you definitely don't want to do that. That doesn't show that, you, <laughs> that you're being a respectful listener. But giving someone an opportunity to speak, right? Reflecting what it is that they're saying to you, summarizing. And it also shows that you're interested if someone is talking to you and you give them that opportunity. And here's a side note. It doesn't have to be an adult that you do this with. In fact, the most important people to do this practice, this uh, listening skills is with children. Think about when you were a child and you were speaking to someone, an adult. Did you feel listened to? Did you feel heard? Passive, passive, uh, passive, passive aggressive and aggressive communication styles can be traced back to interactions 
with adults when you're a child. This is where the foundation of anxiety comes from. Not feeling supported, not feeling heard. Everything extrapolates from that. Everything kind of grows from there. Okay. Um, silent communication is another aspect of listening um, to show the, the other person that you're paying attention to them. Nodding, having good posture. Right? Are you laying down? Are you yawning? Are you falling asleep when someone is talking to you? That wouldn't show that you're being an active participant in the conversation, but rather that you're being passive-aggressive. Okay, so hopefully this provides you with a foundation um, to start asking yourself what kind of communication style you have it can hopefully provide you with an opportunity to learn about the people that are around you and gives, gives you an opportunity uh, to practice being an assertive communicator. And if you are a passive communicator or a passive-aggressive or an aggressive communicator, hopefully it gives you that aha moment so that you can start working on toning yourself down or give or giving people an opportunity to know exactly what it is that you're thinking in a respectful way thank you very much i sincerely appreciate you being here and listening i am grateful for your presence i hope you have a wonderful evening please be sure to like share and subscribe and have a blessed day